Hello and welcome to Bygones, the Ali McBeal rewatch podcast where we rewatch every episode of Ali McBeal through 2019 eyeballs. Eyes of 2019. Yes, I'm Laura J. Parker. I'm Eleanor Parker. And it's a party tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's my party. It's it's also my party. Well, it's my party first. It's Ali's party too. <laughs> it is, yeah. Ali's having a party. Yeah. So I hope you're in a party mood because that's what it's all about tonight. <laughs> yeah, tonight we're um, looking at season two, episode four. It's my party. <laughs> it's my party and I cry if I want to. Mind you, they don't use that song, do no, they? they? No. no, you'd think they in, I don't know. Anyway, it first aired 19th of October 1998. So a gap since I the last... I think about of a fortnight, yeah. Of a fortnight, yes. Yeah. For reasons unknown. Yeah. <laughs> American TV scheduling reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it seems to happen, like, through, like, I don't know whether it's, like, scheduled, like, that way. It just, it stretches from, like, September to, like, June the next year. Yeah, like, yeah. They just managed, they just put in loads of gaps, like... Well, I know most shows take a break over Christmas because there's loads of holiday programming. Mm. Um, like, off, like they'll do their Christmas episode just before Christmas and then they won't come back till, like, the end of January. Yeah. Because um, we're experiencing that quite right now with, like, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and um, Good Place and lots of shows that have okay. kind of hiatus over Christmas. So yeah. that's not unusual. But, like, I didn't, I'm not quite sure of the reasons for breaks like at this time of the year yeah and they do it in like the sort of springtime as well yeah i don't know it's strange because yeah. you wouldn't get that someone now. who lives in america let us know because what that i don't know about. What, what i don't know your tv i don't know how no. it works how it's scheduled it does not make sense i should know because i lived there for a year but one year wasn't enough clearly, clearly. <laughs> to absorb that information <laughs> so yeah we interrupt this program for eleanor's cultural stuff brought to you by the 90s the decade more problematic than it looks. Okay, so the UK number one. Mm-hmm. Shall I give you the artist and you guess the song? Okay, seeing as that's on you game. Yeah, yeah sure. Billy. Um, is it Honey to the Bee? No. Is it Girlfriend? It is. Oh, so... I can't remember that one. Oh, fuck. Is it... Um, all I can think of is, hey, hey, you, you, I don't want to go. No, that's that one of me. I know, that's not it. It's, and also, all I can think of is, why do you want to say your song so loud? Because you want to. Because you want to. Because I'm your girlfriend. Because I'm your girlfriend. So, American listeners may not know of Billy Piper's singing career, but in the UK, we first knew of her because she was, I think she was about 16. She was. Um, she was really young. And she had this. It was like, it, I think it was supposed to be like the British answer to Britney Spears. Was it? Yeah, I think sure. I think she was, I, I reckon. But American listeners will probably know her best as um, the character in Doctor Who. Um, yeah, Rose. Rose, yeah. Uh, um, who played opposite Christopher Eccleston. And David and Tennant. And David Tennant, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she before that, before she was an actress, because yes. she's an actress now, she doesn't she really is, do singing. Yeah, no. um, she was a she had a short lived singing career in the late nineties, early two yeah. thousands. But yeah, what was her friend? No, I'm not recognising her. Wait, let's wait for the chorus. Sounds so small, so little. I know. 
There's a gem round here, baby. <laughs> also, why has she got an American accent? She's from Swindon. <laughs> Oh, I remember how it goes now. Right. They have a girlfriend. You make it real cool. <laughs> Can I have your number? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, okay so cool. yeah, US number one. Yeah, was it still Aerosmith? No. Oh, it's moved on. Bare Naked Ladies. <gasps> it's been one, one week since you looked at me. My friend and I, Chicken used, Chicken yeah, Chinese my Chicken. best friend at school, um, uh, uh, and I used to have, um, uh, we used to be able to say the whole. Chickadee China, Thing. the Chinese chicken, you have a drumstick, like from start chicken, to finish. Bars with the light on. I used to only we only had a class together in geography. She wasn't actually in my class, so I didn't get to see her yeah. like, ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we sit together in geography and, and practice one. Well, she would just <laughs> the other one we used to have was um, oh fuck, uh, you and me, baby, ain't nothing, nothing but mammals, and let's do it like they do. We like, like sweat, baby, sweat, baby, sex is sex is struggling, and you do. The type of thing that only prince would sing about So put your hands down my pants And I bet you feel nuts Yes, I'm Cisco, yes, I'm something And you're getting two thumbs up You've had enough of two hand touch You want it Okay, it turns out I'm not you Like my waffle house transparent We can do it with Doggy Star Wars We can both have sex files Sex files We can both have sex files so we can both watch X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Yeah. Great songs. US all around. Number one. Yeah, okay. So, um, let's have a look. Oh, 9th of October, 98. I don't know, you've interrupted this programme to bring us your cultural stuff and you haven't even got that <laughs> shit organised. <laughs> I do. I just got distracted. Like, let me have a look. Let me have a look. Where is it? I can't even find <laughs> distracted. it. distracted. Yeah, sure. Okay. 9th of October, 98, Rushmore is released. Wes Anderson's oh, second yeah. film yeah. and Jason Schwartzman's film debut. Yeah. Was it his film debut? Mm -hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 17th of October, 98. Yeah. Uh, the English actress most famous for playing Miss Marple on... Uh... Oh, for fuck's sake, I didn't write down the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So you have interrupted this broadcast without your shit organised. I don't know. For cultural stuff, at least have your cultural stuff <laughs> to hand. It's like you rushing in, being like, "No, no, no guys, wait, wait, wait a second. Hang on a minute. I don't know what I'm rushing for. So it was Joan Hickson. Joan Hickson. Don't know who that is. Um, she was the English actress most famous for playing Miss Marple on the BBC. She died on the seventeenth of October, ninety-eight. This means she was ninety-two. She means nothing. <laughs> Okay, 
16th of October, 98, <laughs> yeah. Practical Magic is released. I love that I film! I love that film, Sandra yeah. Bullock and Nicole it's Kidman. great fun, yeah. yeah. Um, the same day, 16th of October, it's Blue Peter uh, celebrates its 40th anniversary. Oh, I think I remember that. I think I was still watching it at the time. Yes. But 19th of October, Richard Bacon, Bacon! becomes... Dickie a... Bacon! Dickie Bacon! Oh, Dickie Bacon! Oh! What the fuck is that from? That's... <laughs> to the tune of um, Ricky Baker in The Hunt for the Wilder People. Right. So my friend works for a charity that Richard Bacon also works with now. And um, so she refers to him as Dickie Bacon. So I'm, whenever she says that, I'm like, Dickie Bacon! Birthday, yes, so they made yes, up their own yes, song and it's yes, Ricky Baker. I remember. Dickie Baker. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah. yes, I remember. So Richard Bacon. Dickie Bacon. Stop oh. it. Becomes the first ever Blue Peter presenter to have his contract terminated mid-run. After the news of the world publishes a report of him taking cocaine. Yeah, I mean it didn't do his career any harm. He's gone on to do lots of stuff he's now. He's been fine, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it, how well he's known in the US. I know he was um did some stuff in the US earlier last year, but yeah, he's um he's quite good at the He was ill earlier this year. Really? Yeah, he um flew back from working in the US and he got pneumonia on the flight. Holy shit. And like passed out or whatever and had to go sh- he was in a coma for <gasps> a few weeks, but he's now fully recovered. Oh my god. Yeah. Because we were all like, to my friend who yeah. doesn't know him, but knows, like, yeah. works with people who work with him. Um, it's like, is he alright? And she's like, yeah, I think so. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I, but I didn't even know that could, that was a thing that could happen. Well, Google it. I don't know yeah, that is, it is. Yeah. mad. Oh yeah. my god. Okay, yeah. Dickie Bacon. Oh! Okay. Yeah. Glad you got that out of your system. So for American listeners who aren't sure about that cultural stuff reference, basically Blue Peter was a it's a long show. running BBC children's show, like been going since the sixties, and it's um very, very clean cut, like yeah. very heavily family friendly like they're not trying to be cool <laughs> no they're really not it's not cool in the slightest it's very wholesome very yeah. family friendly so for one of their presenters to be, to be caught taking caught cocaine taking coke, it's not good yeah, um, yeah he was uh, yeah he had uh, a few wilderness years after that like, yeah he went to channel 4 though I think he did the big breakfast yeah I think he did because channel 4 is like a more edgy I mean it was pretty like atrocious the way he was treated in terms of oh, like oh for sure the news yeah. of the world were doing dodgy things like how they caught him was probably to do with phone hacking yeah, and that kind and it's of thing. like that that disgusting thing of like the moral outrage like from journalists Oh, who yeah. are doing exactly the same thing on the weekend. It's like, it's so just hypocritical. so hypocritical. But it's, um, he pivoted, basically, Richard, and then went to more kind of edgy teenage adult programming. And um, then he did, like, sports, didn't he, for a while? Or am I imagining possibly. that? I don't know, and he's done radio and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So he's so fine. He's, he's fine. fine. He's continued. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, to kick out a television presenter from ever working again for taking cocaine would have been like ridiculously hypocritical of the entire industry yeah so yeah it's just he wasn't treated well in the press for a tiny amount of time no no yeah yeah but anyway yeah yeah 
So, there you go. That's all my cultural stuff for today. So cool. let's dive into the actual episode. Let us. Yes. So, we open on Ali dancing manically Dun- in <laughs> her living room <laughs> to Super Freak. Super Freak! And I like to say, I also dance like this. Not just in the comfort of my own home, but like just generally. And she's just really going nuts for it. It's a, there's a real joy to be had in just like no shame, like just dancing, dancing like a maniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agreed, it. agreed. But I, I can't do it um, in front of other people. Oh, I can. If I the can't. music's good enough. No, I'd have to be quite drunk. Yeah. And I'm never quite drunk. So. <laughs> wow. Um, then Renee comes in and she switches it off. But Ali keeps dancing, which I thought was funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, until she suddenly realises that Renee is there, as, as Renee sort of says, what are you doing? And yeah. And she stops, and she's annoyed, and she's like, I'm practising for our party. A party has to have dancing. It's a total failure if people don't dance, and yeah. we do not want the reputation of giving bad parties. And I, I sympathise with this, because I also think... <laughs> I knew you'd sympathise Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy throwing parties, but I want it to be, like, one where people are having fun, and not where yeah. they're just sat around, like... Yeah. Yeah. Being like, oh no. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, Renee's like, I see. <laughs> and she's like, uh, and why do you feel like you have to practice? And she's like, because I haven't danced in months. And Renee's like, hang on a minute, we go to the bar All three the time. times a week. Yeah. And she's like, she was like, she was like, that isn't dancing, Renee. Bar dancing is not dancing. At the bar, um, and at this point, she sort of, she, yeah, at the bar, you just sort of model and move. And she says, watch. And she clicks on the music, and she's got a remote control for the music. Yeah. Um, and it must be one of those, like, disc changer yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Because she's now got it on a different track. Yeah. And it's like, stop, oh yeah, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. And she's like, and um, Ali is dancing to this song like with a slight wiggle, and she's yeah. like, you just kind of stand there with rhythm and let yourself be seen. Yeah. Um, and as as that happens, she then sings in like a whiny voice, going, "Hey everybody, look at me! Yeah. I'm as cute as cute as could be. <laughs> I'm just dancing." And then she's like, ugh, and then turns it off. And she's like, that is not dancing. Dancing is losing yourself to the music. It's as if you're not conscious of anything else. It's as if you become the only one in the room. And I'm like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. Which is when Renee goes, which brings me back to my question, why do you need to practice? Says, why do you have to practice? Um, and that's when Ali kind of just stares at Renee, like yeah. having to bear stare. And then, and then super she puts freak it back, back on. on. And then just dances away again. And Renee kind of squeezes past her. And as she squeezes past her, Ali's like dancing at her face. <laughs> um, and then we go straight to titles. Yeah. And I'm like, for once, I actually feel like I'm on the same page with Ali yes. about something. It's yeah. a rare feeling. But yeah, I can Enjoy see it myself it in it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then after titles we're it's daytime and um, Ali is in the elevator going up to the office and she's on her cell phone and I'm sorry but whose cell phone works in an elevator mine does what are you kidding it doesn't because it's a metal box it closes well it has done it has done I've been on the phone to mum as I'm coming out of work and I've gone into the lift it always loses reception not when I did it. I've literally done it very recently. 
And I've, I've, I've been on the phone with people and gone into the lift in my building and it still worked. Well, that's I never think I must me. just have a super duper phone. I don't believe that Ali You've got has a, a super phone. Super <laughs> phone. It's super phony. Super phone. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's the truth. Sure. Okay. So um, she's saying on the phone, um, Billy, Georgia, John and Elaine are all definite. And I'll have to invite Nell, but I'll do it at the last minute. <laughs> and Richard will probably want to bring his little wattle of the month. And uh, at that point, the elevator doors uh, open. open. And she says, I'll call you later. And she rushes, so clearly that was Renee on yes, the phone. Yeah. Um, she rushes out of the lift and she's kind of looking at her phone, I guess, like shutting it down from the call. Yeah. Um, and at that point, she bumps into a man and spills her coffee uh, she's, she's carrying a coffee in her other hand yeah. so she kind of bumps into him and it's clearly like spilled her coffee yeah. she's like oh my god oh my god I'm so sorry um, did I get you and she's spilled like foam on his tie yeah. and that's when we see that the man is um, John Ritter Yes, he plays is, Ted and Buffy. Yes, I was going to say, he's been in loads of stuff, but I definitely remember him most as um, from Ted, Buffy. Yeah. But sadly, he died in 2003. Oh, wow. Yeah, so not long after this, from heart problems. He was only 54. Oh, Jesus. I know. Um, but I think it's worth noting that for this role, he got nominated for a daytime Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series. Oh, really? So, oh, wow. I don't, he didn't win, but he got nominated. Well done, you. But John Ritter, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's um he's just he's just, he's been in loads of things, but yeah, he died really young. That is really young. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, which is sad, but yes. yeah. Anyway, so it's John Ritter, um, and he's uh, when Ali says, "Oh, did I get you?" He looks at his tie and he goes, "Oh, only where I wanted it." <laughs> <laughs> and Ali's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry," and he's like, "That's okay. At least I won't have to explain the spot because it's you I'm coming to see." Um, and she's like, what? And he's like, I'm George Madison, you're nine o'clock and I'm here a little early. Um, and then she's like, oh, whoa. Um, and then she goes, it's a pleasure to meet you. I read your magazine religiously. Um, and then, I mean, I did before you got. And then George says, well, you can say fired. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and then he says, Elaine is a good friend. She convinced me to sue. I'm not a fan of litigation. But, and Ali was like, well, if your rights have been trampled, and then they kind of stare at each other flirtily. Like, yeah. Ali's really taken a shine to him because he's, yes. like, a nice guy, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she's, like, back to business. Like, so, and George, George is like, I could clean up and see you in a few minutes. And yeah. she's like, okay, great. And then she sort of smiles at him. Um, and he's like, yeah, well, where's the bathroom? bathroom? Yeah. And she's like, points. And he's like, thanks. And then as he goes away, there's, like, sexy piano music. Yeah. And she, like, licks the foam off her coffee very cup. Very suggestively. Sexy, sexily, yeah. <laughs> very sexy everyone <laughs> <laughs> just in case you weren't sure so then we get <laughs> the, the, cam the new scene is the camera pans over some like a spread of brightly coloured condoms that are over the conference <laughs> desk Elaine is in there with Richard and she's saying to him I think it's my very best yet so clearly this is another invention yeah. um, she's like but even when I make my millions I want you to know I'll still work here <laughs> And Ali walks in, and that's where the camera pans out, and we see that, that not only Elaine and Richard are there, but Billy and Georgia and John are all kind of pouring over these, like, yes. condom selection. Yeah. Um, and Ali's like, what's going on? And Georgia's like, she's invented customised condoms. <laughs> um, and Elaine's like, they come in vibrant colours, um, as you can see, with sayings on the side. And Billy's like, sayings, and Elaine's like, you can read as you unfurl. <laughs> like, and I'm like, why would you? <laughs> that's like the worst time to be reading. Like, that's not what you want to read at that moment in time. 
Um, but Elaine's made up samples for everyone. Yeah. So Billy's, um, no, so Richard says bygones. bygones. <laughs> John says enjoy the moment, which I thought was funny. <laughs> George says pay the bill. <laughs> which bit, which the only thing about that I didn't like was Billy's face was like smug as hell. Yeah, like, sure. she's like shut up. Um, and then she goes, oh, and mine says come here often. I'm not sure about the entendre. I don't want to be vulgar. <laughs> and then Ali's is take a number. <laughs> Like, take a number, and Elaine's like, Well, you are on the active side, and Ali's like, No, I'm not. I mean, not there. And then everyone like protests, yeah, everyone's and like, even, uh... even Richard says, You're like an on ramp. That's the only bit because they all start talking at once, to yeah. Be like, yeah, you are, and that's the only bit I can yeah. make out. And Ali's like, No, I kiss a lot, but I don't do, I do not. And I'm like, What's the problem? Yeah, everyone's, like, really slut-shaming her here. Like, even though it's, like... Yeah, I mean... How many people have we seen her sleep with? One? No. One. One. One? One. 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 Glenn. One. I think it's just Glenn. She's kissed a lot of people. Yeah, but she said... Yeah. But also, even if she has... Yeah, yeah, completely. But it's just that thing of, like, she's being slut-shamed... Even though she hasn't actually done anything to warrant, warrant that judgment. But none of the that judgment shouldn't apply either. No, it shouldn't. It. But it just doesn't make any sense either way. Yeah, it's silly. Um, John says that he's also troubled by, by this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny. And at that point, George walks in. Um, I think he sort of wanders in. Like, yeah, he's not like, sure oh. where he was meant to go. <laughs> And he says hello, um, and that's when Elaine like rushes up to George and takes his arm, and it's like clear that she adores him and yeah. thinks he's amazing. Um, uh, and she sort of introduces him to the rest of the gang and says, "Oh, hi everybody! This is um, George Madison, editor of La Femme magazine. These are the lawyers." Yeah. And then she turns to him and she kisses him passionately. Yeah, and Ali is like shocked, horrified, <laughs> and I'm like. You don't have a monopoly. You don't have, like, first dibs on guys that you're attracted yeah, to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I know. Tough. Yeah. Elaine's there first. Um, and that's when Richard's like, uh, excuse me, hi. <laughs> and, like, interrupts their kissing to say, Richard Fish, a pleasure. And he shakes his hand. And then he tells him that Ali and Georgia will be handling his case. And he said, we figured we'd put min- women on it, given the issue. <laughs> okay. George's like, great. Um... And Elaine brings him up to speed by saying she's showing them uh, her the condoms. condoms. Uh, and George is like, aren't they fabulous? And Billy picks up one and goes, caution, frostbite. And Elaine goes, oh, that's Nels. <laughs> and then God. she goes, and here's one for you, sweetie, for George. Um, and it says, been there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, very good. And she sort of giggles and they kiss again. And Ali's just like staring at them. I like, know, I'm like, how dare you? Don't think Rude. It is really rude. Anyway, next scene, Ali and George are walking to the unisex and um, George is asking Ali about George, saying, is that Elaine's boyfriend? And Ali's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, he's cute. And Ali's like, really cute? What's the deal? And George is like, what do you mean, what's the deal? And she's like, how did she get a cute, smart guy? And I'm like, hang on, guys. Yeah, so... Hang the, on. Wait, wait. So she goes, how did he get a cute, smart guy? No, and then she get. She get a cute, smart guy. And then... She goes, 
Oh, oh, he's married. And this is my... Because I was just like, yeah, l like you're about to say, really dislike Ali's entire attitude towards Elaine's it's relationship with George. Bullshit. It's so fucking rude, yeah. arrogant, and it's just so plain nasty. It's so nasty. It's just because so... you found him attractive. Plus, I... Like, no offence to John Ritter. <laughs> like, but I'm like, they're like, he's cute. Really cute. I'm like, is he? <laughs> like, I don't think he's, he's not unattractive. No, he's not unattractive. He's average. Yeah. But I'm just like, he's not so cute. Like, I'm just like, in TV world, this guy is not so cute. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I, I find it but really weird. Clear, I don't, um, I, I don't, think it's beyond the realms of possibility that Ali can be attracted to an oh, average no, guy. No, 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 clearly their personalities were gelling. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any, quite, like, I do not find it unrealistic or unbelievable that someone would find him attractive. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying. No, but what it's I'm not saying, like a model. Yeah, like yeah. the fact that women are turning around to each other and going, he's really cute. Yeah. That's the odd thing. Yeah. Because... He's not really cute. Yeah. He's normal. Yeah. He's, he's average. He's not ugly. He's not super but good also, looking. Even he's normal if looking. he was, this conversation is. Oh, bullshit. yeah. No, no. It's yeah. still all bullshit. Yeah. But I just find it really weird how the episode is like, John Ritter, what a babe, huh? So <laughs> what? Like, but it's like, <laughs> David, e what I'm noticing is David E. Kelly does this a lot. He just puts things in the script and thinks if the characters say, say it them enough. enough to her as that enough times we're all gonna buy it and yeah. to be fair it kind of works yeah but i think because it, if i think about when i was but to young, be fair, i just assumed she was but a to be fair we were children well, i was a child yeah, yeah so i think like if that that's i think yeah if you're susceptible to not thinking about what you're watching yeah like then yeah you are just gonna be like oh she's a bitch yeah because the show has told me she's a bitch yeah. And, and, yeah, and so, but I just find this It's odd. like, do you think we're fucking idiots? Yeah. Like, we're well, not. Clearly. <laughs> anyway, uh, George is saying she didn't see a ring, and, uh, and then Ali goes, well, it's not like I'm not happy for her, and I, for her, and I'm like, how gracious like it. of you, you know? <laughs> and then she says, it's just that, and then, as she's talking, she walks into a store. Cubicle, yeah. Um, and then she screams because she sees a green frog on the toilet seat. Yeah. Um, and Georgia's like, comes out at the screen and is like, what? And she's like, there's a... And then Ali goes, oh, very funny. And Georgia's like, hanging out of her own stall yeah, and going, what? what? And she's like, and it's like, someone's put a fake frog on the toilet seat. And Georgia kind of laughs. And it's like, like oh, what in. a brilliant joke. Yeah. yeah. Like and Georgia, um, and then Ali goes to get it and saying like, oh, what little juvenile and then as she's about to grab it the frog <laughs> which is not fake jumps up at Ali and she screams and, and it's like because <laughs> it's in her hair 
and she's like hopping up and down at which Georgia bursts out again but then she realises what's happening and she sort of hides yeah she goes back into her stall but she sort of has it open she's like shielding herself with the door of the stall yeah because Ali's like get him get him get and she's him. like no you get him exactly and at that point John comes in and sees what's happening and like rushes towards Ali straight away saying Stefan 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 and he kind of rescues her him from Ali's yeah. hair he's like hold still let me get him and Ali's like my hair did he pee <laughs> and that bit cracked me up so much but then John gets control of the frog yeah. and it turns out it's John's frog and his name is Stefan and to which Ali goes Stefan is he Swedish and John's like he escaped out of his um, container he must have hopped in here and Georgia who's still hiding in that stall says you have a pet frog and he says it's a show frog and he says I won't be disparaged okay, I won't stand to be disparaged and Georgia's like I'm not disparaging you and then she comes out forwards yeah. like tentatively and John explains he's an amateur herpetologist which I guess is like fancy talk. frog man frog enthusiast um, and he says the new England regionals are coming up next week at which point Ali's like sniffing her head like where's that frog pee um, and he says I'm just bringing him for a little extra practice and then that at that point John lets him go up onto his chest it's and, like and Stefan up crawls up to yeah. his shoulder and neck and John's like settle settle and he just kind of stops on his shoulder and at that point Ali's like Aww. Yeah, and I'm like, now Stefan is cute. <laughs> yeah, um, at which point John kind of grabs him with his hand and like says, "Come here," and like takes him off back to his container. He's very cute little frog. It's I, cute, I was it's like, a lovely shade of green. It's lovely, and it's I love. Like, it's like a I love how when greeny it, it, blue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I love how when it sits, it's all like little compact, and it's just so cute. I mean, like, like an origami. Yeah, frog. yeah, exactly. It's really yeah. like compact and like. Uh, it's like when cats loaf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like a frog mount version, yeah. <laughs> a frog bun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we have George meeting with George and Ali in, and this is going to get confusing because there's a George and a George. A Georgia, right? yeah, exactly. Um, George and Ali in Ali's office. Um, so um, George is explaining his issue. So he says, "One minute I'm hero editor in chief, and the next minute it's de- clean out your office." And George is like, "And the reason they gave you?" And George says, "Religion." And George was like, she actually said that? And George was like, yeah, there's an upcoming profile of me uh, in the Times magazine section, yeah. talks about me being a Baptist, and she fired me preemptively. Yeah, and, and Ali says, well, she went on record citing religion as the cause, and George says, the Baptist faith isn't terribly progressive when it comes to women, and Catherine felt my being a Baptist ran contrary to the ideology of the magazine. And whilst he's talking, Ali's, like, staring and smiling and just, like, gazing at George. Yeah. Um, and I think Georgia notices at one point. She's like, huh, what's she... Why? Yeah. Like, she has a look where she's yeah. like, I don't understand what's going on here. Um, and Georgia says, if we file a motion ex parte, we could actually go in today. Um, and George says, and the court can actually force them to rehire me? And Ali's like, well, they don't like to, they don't like to do that, but maybe, who knows, you've got a really great face. And then case. Says, I mean, case. <laughs> and there's a gif of Ali like going, going red. red like, and we fizzling. haven't really seen him many gif moments. No, this, they've this kind season. of they calmed down a little. Dialed down that. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is gonna do horrific things to our Twitter. Feed, <laughs> so then the next scene, uh, we're in John's office. The yeah, John's office. Richard and John, 
and they're kind of like talking about dating. So John starts off. John's putting about, stiff arm back in his case, and he's yeah. like nose to nose with it. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And Richard is like, "How long have you had the little guy?" And John's like, six years." And Richard's <laughs> like, six years? The longest you've gone with a woman is three. You've had a frog for six. And that's when John <laughs> stands up, really offended, saying, "Is there something you want, Richard?" <laughs> um, and Richard says, um, "Well, how's it going with Nell?" Um, and, and John says, well, what do you mean? I only intend to cover her from afar. You know this. <laughs> and he's like, well, what about talking? Do you two talk? And he says, maybe a little, but my rehearsal buffer stiffens. I never remember the conversation. And Richard's like, your rehearsal what? And he says, buffer. Rehearsal buffer is the part of the brain that transfers things from short-term memory to long-term. Well, my buffer stiffens in her company. Like, sure, John, your <laughs> buffer. Sure, buffer <laughs> and Richard says, ah, oh, well, um, well, next time you talk to her, can you discreetly ask her if Ling likes me? And John's like, well, you've been out on three dates. And he says, yeah, but I know every time I go to kiss her, she gives me the cheek. And John says, well, maybe she's shy. And Richard's like, Ling? Oh, yeah, the little wallflower. <laughs> Um, and that's at that point, Richard picks up Stefan's kind of container, like looking at him, and says, "Maybe I'm missing something." And John says, "Well, have you tried bells?" And that's when you hear the bells, bells happen, but then they distort. And Richard says, "I don't think that's going to do it, John. Just talk to Nell if you can. Broach it." And he says, "Do you really like this woman?" And he's like. Mm. He's kind of like hugging. Richard is kind of like hugging Stefan's container. And at that point, John's like Richard. He's like <laughs> reaches for the case, yeah. and Richard won't like let it go. And he's like, "Oh yeah, sorry." And like he gives it to John, <laughs> which is weird. Um, so then we're in the courtroom, and Georgia is arguing. Um, they're doing. I think it's a preemptive um, like discussion as to whether the is trial it like will go an ahead. Evidentiary hearing is that what it's? No, that's, that's when you present evidence. I think it's a oh. pre-trial motion okay anyway georgia says he was fired for his yeah they're talking over each other basically georgia yeah. says he was fired for his religion if that isn't blatant and then the opposing counsel says how can they have an editor of a feminist magazine who thinks a, p- a woman's place is in the home and georgia says my client has never said he personally believes and the ca- opposing counsel says your client is a member of the baptist community and it's judge walsh who's yeah. presiding so he says hold on a second are you saying then he was fired for being a baptist and the opposing counsel says it's not that simple it's a very gray area and judge walsh goes yes or no i didn't ask for a color yeah <laughs> and the opposing counsel says well i won't give you a yes or no and here's why the Baptist Convention has declared its official doctrine that wives should submit graciously to their husbands' male dominance in the household. Now, if you want to couch that as a religious belief, fine, do it. But it can't be one that's protected. Um, and at that point, Ali gets up because whilst that opposing counsel has been making that argument, George has leaned in, like whispering. She gets up and says, if I may say, you're talking about Southern Baptists and my... And Judge Walsh says, I'm not interested in church doctrines. What does this man believe? And Ali's like, total equality. And the opposing counsel says, oh, come on, you can't reconcile that with what the church says. And the Judge Walsh says, I want an evidentiary hearing. First, Miss Hollings, then I'll hear from you, Mr. Madison. Right now, I'm going to see Ms. McBeal in chambers. And only Ms. McBeal adjourned. Gavel. And uh, Ali sort of turns... He doesn't say gavel, he just hits his gavel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Ali sort of turns to Georgia, like, confused. Like, did I do something wrong? Yeah, yeah, she like, says, did I what? do something wrong? Um, so then we're in Judge's chambers, um, and Judge Walsh leads Ali in and tells her to sit down, if you can. And Ali's like, excuse me. And Judge Walsh says, 
My courtroom, like every courtroom, has an implied dress code. As for what's inappropriate, the standard is like the legal definition of obscenity. We know it when we see it. You will not be allowed into that room again with a skirt that short. Um, that's all. And that's where I want to throw in my... Objection! Okay. Because um, we'll go into this in more detail. Yes. But I am not here for Judge Walsh's policing of Ali's body. No. Inappropriate, his use of the word inappropriate, suggests that a woman's body, as it naturally is, is just unfit for yeah. the workplace. Yeah. You know, if you reveal too much of what is your natural body, you're inviting men to lust after you or somehow making yourself available in some way. And that's not, that's not what they're doing. No. Like, it fucks me off. Um, and women, like, women cannot win. Like, no. if they dress sort of not womanly enough then it's not you know if they dress too like dowdy it's not womanly enough and they're, yeah. they're like considered like slobs if they dress um too smart they're too corporate and too bitchy if they dress yeah. too sexy if they dress, like there's very there's a very tiny like middle yeah. ground as yeah. to what's acceptable yeah particularly in corporate workplace yes where and it then the reason this fucks me off so much is because i play that game yeah um because society hasn't involved like i work in a day-to-day uh, -day, i don't need to because my company is a very um we're a consulting firm but yeah. i don't uh, when we're not seeing clients we can basically wear what we want yeah um but when we're seeing clients because our clients are corporate yeah. we have to put on a corporate costume yeah. essentially and it, it really pisses me off I'm like why can I not just wear my jeans and what I normally wear what I'm saying how I'm performing yeah. at work it doesn't change no but people do not take me seriously if I don't wear their special costume which is weird and which particularly weird. so as a woman yeah a man can walk it like if you look at all the tech founders who yeah. dress like teenage boys yeah there's no way a woman would be ceo of a company yeah. and be able like to dress that. like that yeah yeah and i i don't I, and what annoys me so much is that i feel like i cannot do my job and abstain from that process yeah yeah exactly you yeah and i i i mean at my work it's very much um they call it a dress for your day yeah. So if so, yeah. so a similar thing yeah. of like you know unless you're seeing someone important like uh, uh, like you can wear what you want but only to a certain extent yeah. like they won't allow flip flops they won't but and also what annoys me flip flops I know I don't understand um, though I do actually wear flip flops in the summer and no one's no one's told me off about it so far but technically you're not allowed to but also the thing that really fucks me off is in the summer uh, they don't want women having no sleeves like you can't have your shoulders showing what because shoulders are so scandalous yeah they don't, like, they don't want your shoulders sake. showing uh, and and people have been made to put on like cardigans and things when it really annoys when, me when it's, it's like, like the height of summer. Men cannot do their jobs because they'll be so distracted. I'm like, that's on them. Yeah, that's on their. I don't understand what, what why why is that considered inappropriate to not to not to have your shoulders bare? Like I don't understand. It I is, just don't <laughs> believe that what you look like should have any bearing on how good you are at your job. Yeah. Or that you don't take your job seriously, yeah. or that you have a lack of respect for your job, yeah. or because it it comes down to that thing of like, 
if you don't, uh, uh, it reminds me, it, it sort of parallels things like how women are often accused of women who dress in a sexually provocative way don't respect themselves. And uh, like, it reminds me of that kind of mindset of being like, uh, yeah, like showing too much skin is a sign of a lack of respect for yourself, for, the for everything around yeah. you. And it's just like, why? Yeah. How, how does that make any sense? It really, it's, nothing winds me up more about how our society, like, I mean, there are things that wind me up more, obviously there's bigger problems. <laughs> but, like, it's just something that I come into contact with frequently yeah. and rub up against frequently yeah. and constantly feel like I'm betraying my personal values because I have to because yeah. of my job and I feel like I don't have the power to change it no and you have to it's just upsetting. conform to it yeah. and it's and it's like how is it ever going to change if we all feel if people who feel as strongly as I do and are as vocal about my feminist views as I am even in the workplace yeah if we can't do it, then no. how the fuck is it ever going to change? No. It no. just makes me so sad. Like, fundamentally, what you look like shouldn't have anything to do with your job. No, I know. Like, people should take you seriously, regardless of what you're wearing. I, it, yeah. They should take you seriously based on your ideas and your opinions and your performance, not yeah. your outfit. Your outfit, yeah. I um, agree. So, yeah. Anyway. Also regardless of what you're wearing but in this particular case yes Ali is wearing a short skirt yeah but she looks smart yeah. she is competent in her job yeah as she's just proved because she's just made the argument to get the evidentiary yeah, hearing yeah like and nobody is there going like well I can't possibly concentrate because I've got a boner from Ali's legs yeah, do you know what I mean I know I know it's it's I don't like so, it. So, objection. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, Ali's like, uh, you can't do that. And Judge Walsh is like, I just did. You think I'm kidding? And Ali's like, I hope you're kidding. And he says, one warning is all you get. And Judge Walsh is very stern. Yeah. Generally, at the best of yeah. times. And he's like, Not joking stern. around. <laughs> yeah. And Ali just kind of stares. And then we cut to a scene with her pacing um, Richard's office. Georgia is sat down. Richard is sat at his desk. George is in there for some reason, uh, George Madison, and Billy is kind of stood in the corner for no fucking good reason. <laughs> um, and um, Georgia is saying, I don't think it's something we, we can appeal. And Ali's like, it's unbelievable. Would he ever tell oh, that man. to a man? Pull a man into chambers and tell him how to dress? And I'm like, good fucking point. Yeah. No, he yeah. probably wouldn't. Um, and Richard was like, well, if you dress like that. <laughs> and Ali's like, Richard. And he says, bygones. Um, and then... Billy says, oh, it's not that big a deal. Just wear a longer skirt. And I'm like, no, Billy, this is not the take to have. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Um, and Ali's like, I'm not going to give in to this. And Billy's like, Ali, it's Walsh. He'll have you removed. And Ali's like, and that isn't right. Yeah. And Richard's like, it's a form of gender bias, sex discrimination. I support you, Ali. I say you protest by wearing a pair of tight jeans. Who will throw that ass out of the room? And everyone's like, well, Richard. Georgia and Ali are like, Richard. Um, and, but when he says pair of tight jeans, George looks up like, hmm. <laughs> um, and then Billy says, look, assuming you're right. And I'm like, I don't like your use of the word assuming. Billy. I know, like, I know. How like, fucking patronising. Yeah, assume. Let's just make a wild leap here and assume you're right, <laughs> woman. <laughs> Whereas I, man, believe you aren't. But anyway, he says, the mission is to get this man, as in George's, job back. If you go in challenging the judge, getting him angry, he's the one who's going to pay the price. 
And then George just, there's like a pause and George kind of looks Ali like up and down. Like there's a flicker of his eyes where he looks her up and down and he says, I'll take that chance. And Billy's like, excuse me? And I'm like, ha, your moral high ground has just crumbled from beneath you, Billy. I know, I know. He's like, <laughs> I know the way he turns out. He's like, excuse me? <laughs> like, How dare you have an opinion, <laughs> client? <laughs> George says, no, he shouldn't be able to tell her how to dress. And Ali's like, George, I can't really just ask you to throw yourself on top of me. <laughs> jump on the course and then we get a gift oh my god it's amazing Ali jumping onto like the front of George's shoulders like basically onto his face like straddling his face straddling his face (laughs) with her crotch and apparently that gif moment caused like major controversy when it first aired because people were like that's way too graphic like Ah. like, well she does go like (sighs) but it's it's like it is it is it's very funny and it's it's very funny that people are upset by it (laughs) i'm like jesus christ puritanical america it was really funny that's hilarious uh but yes and then george George says uh after george says that and the other gift moment alice is like oh thanks Uh, so yeah so then um music starts and vondra is singing um just my imagination by the temptations like just my imagination yeah <laughs> yeah um uh and as that's as nell like walks through the cajun fish office and john is kind of watching her well coveting her from afar yes. with a mezzanine and he sees her like walking in slow motion and he kind of imagines her um then we get this kind of imagination like fantasy sequence where he imagines her as like this all american pie 50s housewife putting dinner yeah. on the table she's got like kids. two kids she's, she's like pregnant. pregnant and then john arrives and is like the man of the house yeah. and they all kind of smile <laughs> for a family photo and it's like in the fantasy john's like nodding like yes I have made it. This is life goals complete. <laughs> and then um, he's kind of still back in the office, like watching Nell in slow motion. And he's like walking down the stairs. Yeah. And then he like trips. Yeah, there's a he, record scratch yeah. as he trips. The music cuts out and he tumbles all, all the, the way, way down the, the stairs and lands at Nell's feet. <laughs> and he just says, isometric. <laughs> like John you cannot use this for every time um, but as that's happening Ali sort of approaches Nell no. but like winces as John sort of scuttles past <laughs> in shame just like oh shit um, but she says to Nell uh, Nell I'm having a little dinner party tomorrow night of course you're invited but I'm sure you've already made plans and Nell bursts Ali's bubble by being like actually I haven't and uh, Ali's like then you can come (laughs) and Nell's like I'd love to I mean it's not every day I'll be getting an invitation like this will I (laughs) and Ali's like probably not (laughs) Um, and that's when Georgia kind of comes to Ali's uh, side with George Madison as Ali um, continues saying dates are welcome if you want to bring somebody Um, and Nell's like great 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 and like thinking and then she turns to Georgia and goes I suppose Billy's already going (laughs) (laughs) Which I laughed heartily, and then Nell says, "Kidding," and Georgia like smiles sarcastically, like, "Ha ha." Clearly um, not amused. And Nell walks away, and then Ali turns to Georgia and says, "Look at the bright side. She's bringing you and I closer together." Um, and it like, and Georgia like looks really like great. Yeah, <laughs> not happy. But I love how when Ali turns to her, she's like, he like puts a smile on. 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny. So then we're in court um, with George's case. Um, Ali and Georgia are, um, they're all sat down, like yeah. waiting for the judge to come in. And Ali's really nervous because she's sort of whispering to George going, Maybe I should change. I mean, not for him, but... Don't do it for me. I think maybe you should. Why alienate the judge? But just keep hidden behind the table. Trust me, after that woman tells her story, the judge will have no choice but to reinstate me, no matter what you're not wearing. <laughs> um, then the judge comes in, and they all kind of rise, um, but because um, the bed, like the table where they're sitting, you can't really tell how long Ali's skirt is or isn't. And I get the impression up. she's kind of maybe crouching, crouching her so legs a little see, bit yeah. so that, that you can't see her hemline. Yeah. <laughs> Because Judge Walsh sort of looks at her. And she like, does do a double take. Yeah, and then he sits down and says, well, let's hear from Mrs. Miss Hollings first. Um, and that's where um, uh, we go to a new scene. Yeah. And Ling comes up to Nell by the bookshelves at Cajun Fish yes. on the mezzanine. And, and Ling says, you've been here less than a month. They couldn't all hate you. And Nell's like, I said the women all hate me. And Ling's like, well, you can't be upset about that. Remember the adage, success is never more sweet than when accompanied by a failure of a friend. And Nell's like... And, and it's like, and for that reason alone, these women will all want to get along with you. And then Richard's head like pops out from a bouquet saying, Link, can I steal you a second? And she's like, I suppose. And then she just walks towards uh, Richard. And they kind of walk around the corner <laughs> to get some privacy, yeah. um, at which Richard then hits his head on a low fixture. <laughs> which is so sweet. But he sort of whispers, um, Ali's having a, a little dinner party tomorrow night. Would you like to come? And Ling says, as your date. And that's when we hear the cowbell. Like, <laughs> and Richard's like, yes. And Ling just stares at him for ages. And then she goes, all right. And then she stares <laughs> at him again. And then she leaves. And then we hear another two. <laughs> so good for Richard. Um, then we're back in the courtroom. And Ms. Hollings is uh, testifying on the stand. Yes. Um, and she's saying... I don't care if they get it from scripture. The message is men dominate, women submit. It's untenable. And uh, the opposing counsel is questioning her, saying, but if, in fact, it's a religious view, and she says, please, it's a chauvinistic view. They can't just say women are weaker and then hide behind God says so. We're in feminist magazine. How does it look with an editor-in-chief who tolerates such a position, much less endorses it? And uh, I was like, well, why the fuck, if they're a feminist magazine, haven't they got a female editor? Like, yeah. I found it really strange that yeah. they even got a male editor in the first in, place. In the first place, yeah. Like, surely you'd be championing a, a woman editor. editor. Like, I'm not saying he should lose his job to make way for a female no. editor, but I just find it odd that they've ever had a male editor. And I suppose you can't discriminate when you're hiring, but I would imagine you'd... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and also... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so um, the opposing counsel says he claims he doesn't endorse it. And then Miss Holland says, if a clan member tells me he... Clan member? <laughs> the clan mambo, um, which is a great dance. I don't know if you've ever done it. Miss <laughs> um, Holland says, and if a clan member tells me he personally has nothing against blacks, forgive my cynicism. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's taking it to the nth degree, isn't it? Well, we've gone from naught to 60. Um, so then Ali um, questions Ms. Hollings, but she pointedly doesn't rise to do so. She stays behind her desk. She does, yeah. Um, and she says, you're comparing the Baptists to the Ku Klux Klan. And Ms. Hollings is like, well, what I'm saying is that sometimes silence can screen. His not renouncing his faith, I lose advertisers. So Ali says, you never heard him say women should be submissive, true or false. 
And she goes, true. And Ali goes, he wasn't fired for anything he did, but because of what he is. And she replies, a chauvinist. And that's when Ali gets up. Yeah. And you reveal the judge she's wearing. A judge clocks her skirt. Yeah, he notices. Yeah. Um, and she says, you assume he's a chauvinist simply because he's a Baptist. And Miss Holling says, all it takes for misogyny to thrive is for good men to do nothing. And Ali says, yes. Just so we're all clear here, his choice was either renounce his faith as a Baptist or lose his job. And Miss Holling says, correct. And Judge Walsh sort of interrupts and says, but he says he rejects the notion that women should be submissive. And Miss Holling says, I can't have a Baptist run my magazine, even if he's one of the better ones. And Judge Walsh then says, the discharge is contrary to law. Mr. Madison, you have your job back. And Annie smiles. And then he says, Ms. McBeal, you're in contempt of court. Bailiff, take her into custody. And that's when Annie's face, like, is strongly shocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, what? And he says, we're adjourned. And the bailiff's like, ma'am, like, trying to escort her. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, ma'am? She's like, if I'm going to get thrown into jail for dressing like this, at least don't call me ma'am. <laughs> Do I look like a ma'am to you? Yeah. And she's, like, elbowing the guard yeah. as he tries to take her. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Judge Walsh, eh? I know, I know. So so then we have Billy, Georgia and Richard doing a walk and talk in the office and Billy's like, she's in a cell right now? And Georgia's yeah. like, um, he said he'd let her out if he, she apologises. And Richard's like, what is up with her? And Georgia's like, she's throwing a dinner party tomorrow night, Richard. And Richard's like, so she Billy. Just it. <laughs> she just explain it. And Billy says, it's a high stress thing next to a wedding, birth of a child for a woman, the dinner party. And Georgia's like, keep talking I'm, what are you fucking talking about and Billy's like it's true and I'm like why is Billy always the voice of cosmopolitan <laughs> maybe he's editor in chief <laughs> oh but Richard God. says what are we going to do this judge won't back down and Billy's like oh I'll just go talk to her but let's first let her sit there for an hour so that she understands this is real and I'm like who the fuck are you I was like, wow. But like Richard nods and then George is like, what? Like, are you kidding me? I'm just like, fucking hell. Like Billy feels like they should be punishing her too. And like somehow, I'm just like, you're a fucking cunt. He is. You're a complete cunt. But like Georgia can see it, yet she continues to stay married. I know. I mean, this is, uh, and I, and we've said this before, how like Georgia and Ali, they both enable Billy to do what he does. Yeah. And like, don't just stand there looking shocked with your mouth open. Like, fucking say something. All that it takes for shit men to continue is good women to stand there and do nothing. <laughs> exactly. Like, I just... But, my God, like, Jesus. Yeah. What a bellend. So, then we're with Ali, and she's in a prison cell, um, and George is comes up because he says, I suppose, underneath... You've always known you'd end up in prison. And then there's the buzzer, the guard has opened the cell, and George and Ali's like, Oh my god, George, thank you. So he's obviously come to visit, visit her, yeah. And and George says, Listen, why don't you apologize? And Ali's like, I don't even say I'm sorry when I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she kind of stifles a sneeze with a tissue and says that she's allergic to criminals. <laughs> um, so at least he's consistent there. Yeah, exactly. Um, George says, Gosh, you're terrible. You won the case, I have my job back, and you've been left to rot in jail. Well, I'm dangerous. And they laugh and they kind of sit 
together um, yeah. on the little bench in the cell. Um, and George says, anyway, I came to thank you and to help you break out. <laughs> um, and then Ali says, how did you and Elaine meet? Uh, at the US patent office. She was there about her face bra and I was doing some paperwork on a, a thing I invented. Oh, what, what did you invent? Never mind. No, tell me. It's kind of a wiggle walk. A wiggle walk? See, you're laughing. No, no, I'm, I'm not laughing. I, I, oh, <laughs> a, no, a, a wiggle walk. I have a slight herniated disc in my L4, and I discovered with the right movement, it would bring relief. You, you, you got a patent on it? When chiropractors start prescribing it, it won't seem so silly to you anymore, even though I happen to like silly. You got a patent on a wiggle walk. I'm mighty proud, too. Um, so they're having a gay old time, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're really, like, they are flirting with each other. Yes. Like, and, yeah. I feel sorry for Elaine. I'm like, George, what are you doing? <sighs> I know. What I are you know. doing? Um, so then the guard comes up with Billy, mm. um, and he says only one visitor at a time, so... I just, if I was Ali, I'd be like, go home, Billy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'd be like, no, Billy, I don't want to see you. Thanks yeah. But George answers the question by being like, I'm going, don't worry, um, I'll see you tomorrow. And Ali's like, excuse me? And he's like, at the party, I'm coming with Elaine. And she's like, oh, right, yeah, tomorrow, okay, great. Um, George leaves. Yeah, and as he leaves, like, and this is another thing where I'm like, I don't understand this. All the women in the jail are like, hey, sugar, hey, where are you baby. going? Yeah. Like, like, just... Are we suddenly in Chicago, the musical? <laughs> like, lipshits. No, I'm just like, but he's so average looking. Like, I don't understand. It, I'm, I'm like, don't understand. I don't yeah. understand. Also, I didn't hear them cooing at Billy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm Although, like, to be honest, nobody needs to be cooing no, at Billy. No, but, <laughs> but objectively, the Gil Bellows is, is more attractive looking, I'd say, than John I don't know, it depends Ritter. what you like. It depends what you're into. <sighs> I'm into neither. Uh, I mean, I think... Gil Bellows has been severely tarnished by Billy's character for well, me. Who's fault? <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, Billy goes in um, and says, we got two choices here, apologise or move to a contempt hearing. And Ali's like, that's what I want. And Billy's like, the apology strategy is more of a sure thing. And she's like, I'm not going to apologise. And Billy's like, okay then, as your lawyer in this hearing, I'm going to need to tell the judge the reason why you wear your skirts this short. What is it? And I was like, well, I like to. He's like, no, I need to have something else. And she's like, that's all I've got. And Billy's like, Ali, you could spend a lot of time in here, even if you don't. Do you need this kind of attention? You want to be known as the miniskirt attorney? And Ali's like, I don't want to be known as the attorney who let the judge tell her how to dress. And I'm like, good fucking yeah. point. And Billy's like, as your friend, and Ali goes, you'll support me. Thank, Thank you. you. And I'm like, good, yeah, good, Ali. Yeah. Put him back in his stupid little box. I know, I just... Billy box. <sighs> Billy Batshit, Bellend, Bellend. Butthurt Box. <laughs> That's a box she needs to take to the tip. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, so George and Elaine are having a date at a restaurant, I think. Or is it the bar and they just I think to be No, eating. I think it's a restaurant. Okay. I think it's a restaurant. Um, and George is kind of saying, they're talking about Ali and he's complaining to Elaine saying, oh, I feel really responsible. And Ali's like, oh, George, Ali makes her own bed. There's no reason you have to lie in it. 
and George is like, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, George, it means Elaine is no fucking idiot. She can see what's going on. I know, but then when he says what's that supposed to mean, she goes, uh, shouldn't we be celebrating you getting your job back? And well, I'm, I think she's scared to broach it because well, she's exactly. scared you'll walk away. Exactly, but don't make passive-aggressive comments that are clearly about something you, you're sensing and then brush it off and change the subject. If you've got something to say... Like, you need to say it. Uh, yeah, but I think it's... I know what you're saying, but it should be George volunteering this information, not Elaine having to dig it out of him. But it's, 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 but this is to do with her feelings. She's sensing that something is, is occurring here. That's she not is, her feelings. She, That's her noticing what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, so if you've got a problem with it, which of course you will do, say something. Yeah. Like, I, I think... I, I think she's so... I think it's the insecurity. Yeah, of course it is. I just have more sympathy with Elaine. I, I know, but it comes back I'm not back saying she's to, handling it particularly no, well. No, I just don't think, like, uh, you're, you're not helping this by being passive-aggressive and then being, like, basically, oh, no, nothing. Yeah. Like, no. No. Either, either ignore it until it goes away, if you think it will do, or say something yeah like you can't you can't be somewhere in between yeah of of making comments about it but not actually wanting to talk about it yeah like that's a really uh, yeah unhelpful place for you and him to be at yeah yeah i i get it i'm just sad for her all right so uh, so <laughs> Elaine says she's got an honorary condom to celebrate the decision and it says <laughs> and George reads it and he says reinstate me <laughs> and Elaine giggles and George kind of just looks sad and she says are you alright and he says oh I'm fine I'm fine and I'm yeah. like that was your moment to say something yeah but I, I think there's failures on both sides here I know but and I, and I think like he's not being He's not being horrible to Elaine. Um, not explicitly, but he's causing her pain intentionally. I don't think he is causing her pain intentionally. Well, he is, because he's flirting with Ali, and he would not, know that that would cause her pain. He's not flirted with Ali in front of Elaine. I mean, yeah, but she's not an idiot. She can tell that there's something there. She can see that... The, I think it's probably more Ali's side that she can see more than him. I think whenever he's been with Ali in front of Elaine, it's been Ali who's been the unsubtle one, But also him. here, he, she's trying to celebrate with him and giggling and all that kind of stuff, and he's just looking sad, like, down in the dumps, like he's just lost yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah. He's clearly not, but he's just lied and said he's fine. Yeah. But, again, he... She made a passive-aggressive comment about something she sensed. He's He's gone, what do you mean? And that was her moment to say, well, what I mean is there uh, seems very obvious friction yeah. between you and Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's that about? Do you... Are I mean, you attracted to her? if you're attracted to someone else, just tell your partner. <laughs> <laughs> I do, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, anyway. Better out in the open. Better out than in, I say. <laughs> um, so now it's night time, and 
Georgia is in the unisex at the mirror and Billy comes in and clearly they're like researching what they can do to help get Annie off um, because Georgia's saying, is there anything? And Billy's like, no official dress code codified. Um, what about the local rules? And Georgia's like, there's nothing, nothing. They're saying there can't be a dress code either. Then we hear a flush and Richard comes out and lights a match. <laughs> Because obviously whatever he's done in there has caused some kind of smell. Um, and he says, we're, um, he was like, we're spinning sand. He's got judicial discretion. Some judges do make men wear ties. And Billy's like, I can't believe she's actually spending a night in jail. And I'm like, you mean you can't believe she's got principles that yeah. she's sticking up for? Yeah. Like not all of us just bend based on what's best for us. Yeah. You know? um, but then there's a flush and Nell comes out of a, a stall and she's like, look, listen, how about letting me argue the contempt hearing? And George was like, are you hoping to extend her sentence? And I'm like, Georgia, it's been just established that Nell is, is good, good at her job. Like, Annie came back and reported that from yeah, the courtroom. Yeah. Uh, there's no way that you didn't hear that that was the case. Like, fuck off. Um, but yeah, Nell says, I've done a lot of gender discrimination cases. I think I can help. Then there's another flush. Like, joint. everyone is having a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> joint bathroom break. Um, everyone spins around and, and John walks in with a remote because Flusher. he's flushed yeah. from afar. Um, flushed from afar. Coveted from afar. <laughs> does everything from afar. Um, and Richard says, John, I'm glad you're here. I want everybody in that courtroom tomorrow. And John's like, isn't that a little bit of overkill? And Richard's like, if somebody in this firm is under attack, we're all under fire. Let's stand united. And George is like, what's somebody? It's always Ali. And I'm like, all right. Like, one minute you're, like, upset at them leaving at her in jail. Yeah, I know. Night, and the next minute you're like, oh, why are we even bothering with this? <laughs> <laughs> it's always Ali. I'm like, guys. Richard says, one for all and all for me. Uh, one. Uh, imagine you in her place, Georgia, and Richard leaves. And I'm just like, I don't understand. Georgia's attitude here is contrary to what it's been in the rest of the episode. Yes, it's I weird. know, I know. Uh, but I do, you know, we do, like... Uh, this is the one <laughs> one of his very few virtues that Richard has yes. in terms of his like loyal protective streak of, yes. of people he likes yes. you know and I he's it's like we all go and bat for people yeah, if they're yeah, in yeah, trouble yeah. like exactly. we'll rescue them yeah which is nice I like it when he does yeah. that so the next day um, it's uh, you can see Billy, Georgia, Richard, John, Nell are all, all like walking, walking to the, the courthouse halls as one. Yeah. Um, and then in the courtroom, Ali is being like led out in an orange jumpsuit and all her hair is like dishevelled because yeah. she spent the night in, yeah. uh, in the cell. Um, and Judge Walsh <laughs> says, I said I'll hear you, but if you all plan to speak, you're wasting your time. The only one who needs to address me is the defendant. And I was like, me? And like, she's really like no fucks left to give yeah, like, my, I've got nothing to lose I'm not I, I'm not even a lawyer anymore what even am I like, talking to him in a way that she would never do normally. as a lawyer yeah um, and he's like yes you and she was like oh well I hadn't really prepared anything so this would be off the cuff um, you're a pig and we're all sorry for that <laughs> Everyone at Cajun Fish like takes, takes a, a moment. moment. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and Judge is like put her back in custody, custody, and she's like just holds her hands up like fine, fine, whatever. And then Nell stands up and says, "Your Honor, if I could briefly be heard, nobody's denying the respect that should be afforded you in this courtroom." And I'm like, I think Ali's denying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says, 
And if she were in here in ripped clothing or tennis shoes, that's one thing. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> but you're penalising her basically because her attire is too sexually risque and that isn't right. And Judge Walsh says, it undermines the credibility of this forum. And now says, why should it? That very assumption endorses the myth that a sexually attractive woman can't have credibility. That's a prejudice. It's bad enough the legal profession is still an old boys club. Why should we have to come in here looking like old boys? And the and judge is like, like, nobody is asking her to look like a boy. God, God forbid, <laughs> like that would be even worse. Um, and now it's like, every billboard and magazine cover tells us we should look like models. All the while, we have to fight the mindset. If she's beautiful, she must be stupid. I fight it too. And I bend to the prejudice. I don't have her courage. If I did, I might come in here and let my hair down once. And she like lets her hair down, like yeah. a big, tumbling, massive, platinum blonde curl. Yeah. And then she says, If I didn't care about people automatically thinking I'm a bimbo, I might not always wear jackets. And then she takes her jacket off, which is wearing like, like a sleeveless, sleeveless top. blouse, yeah. yeah. And she like throws it, lands on John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. And she says, The people, men and women, draw unfair conclusions. We've come to expect the bias, but not from judges. What's most disappointing here? You saw this woman perform in court. You heard her argue. She won her case. And you're still judging her on headlines. What do we have to do? And I was like, yes! everyone and more like it's so it's good so, so kick-ass yeah it's amazing she completely swoops nails in, it saves the day yeah. and elaine and george are in the spectator seats i should have said um because they've been witnessing this entire affair as well yeah i'm like why are you <laughs> yeah i know um, and now sits and ali looks a bit kind of shocked i don't know if she's shocked at nell's competence i don't know if she's shocked that nell's defending her and done I, a good I, th- job. I i want i think it's more that she's done it and done a good job in I'm terms like, why of I know, I know, I know. Uh, anyway, the judge says, Ms. McBeal, do you have anything else? And everyone goes, no! <laughs> and Annie says, only, you know, the obvious, I wish I had her hair. <laughs> and the judge says, you're free to go, adjourned. And at that point, everyone's really relieved. Happy. The music starts. It's a track called Double Shot of My Baby's Love um, by the Swinging Medallions, which I didn't Ooh. really know, but it kind of goes, do 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> Available yeah. on our season two Spotify playlist. Um, <laughs> link in the show notes. Um, so, yeah, and John is holding Nell's jacket for her to kind of put on. Yes. And Ali is really gleeful. And then we kind of fade into a scene, uh, uh, the, the party scene, because yeah, it's Ali's party tonight. Well, Ali's party. So, Nell, everyone's clearly in a celebratory mood because yes. Nell and John are dancing um, yeah. together at Ali's party. Then we've got Georgia, Ali, and Elena, and they're all singing around um, like, like a, a makeshift mic over yeah. the lamp. It's, the, uh, it's like a, a, a lamp without its lampshade. It's a lamp that's that, like a tall lampstand yeah, without floor, the shade yeah, yeah, yeah. and the bulb um, and they're all like pretending it's a mic and yeah. then R- Richard is spinning Ling around and blah 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 and then Renee is talking to a man that we've never met before but is we her date we learned his name is yeah. Ben we learned his name is Ben. I guess that's her date. Yeah. Um, and she, Renee's saying, oh, Ali was afraid nobody would dance. And Ben is like, I haven't had dinner yet. And Renee's like, it's a party. And Ben's like, 
Well, parties usually start off with some shrimp cocktails and conversation and maybe talking about Clinton or something. And I'm like, ah, not to Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're singing to a light bulb. And Renee goes, <laughs> do, you, do you have any shrimp cocktail? And Renee's like, oh, there's some guacamole. In and Ben says, guacamole? Who eats that? And I'm like, uh, everyone. I'm like, what a whack date who doesn't want to eat guacamole. I'm like, I'd be like, game over. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. then um, we cut to the next scene, which is um, they've all sat down for dinner. Yeah. Uh, I do get what Ben's saying. It's like, it's quite unusual for a dinner party to start with raucous dancing and then be like, oh, let's everyone sit down and calm down for dinner. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I felt like this whole party felt too old for the ages that these people are supposed to be. Like, I was just like, for people in their late, 20s that they're supposed to be I'm just like I don't think I remember anyone having dinner parties I've had dinner parties since I've moved out really? yeah no I've not I have I mean uh, only like I've had like um uh but only in my 30s really have I had like like a, a couple a couples will come over no I've had, like had dinner, dinner parties, I've cooked dinner for those people like Thanksgiving I've had people around different but like I've also ever since I've moved out I've had people over since I was like 27 which is how old they are hmm for dinner what like a dinner party like this yeah really I mean we weren't singing around a light bulb but it certainly started as a dinner party like they've got their scene with the table and then it will descend into everyone drinking and having fun mm. I just felt it was slightly older no. They're affluent lawyers. They can afford to buy food for lots of people. Yeah. Like, it's what you do. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe. And they all hang out together. Like, I, yeah. I, I buy it. Okay. Lot. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then they're all... I, what I don't buy is that they'd all be, like, raucously dancing yeah, before they've had anything that. to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah. I mean, unless they were just so high off of the victory of getting out of <laughs> yeah, jail. Exactly. And they were like, we must dance before yeah. we eat. Possibly, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then they're all around the table for dinner and, and Richard wants, he's sat at the head of the table and he says, I think we should have a toast. And Ben's like, I think we should eat. <laughs> and Renee's like, Ben. Um, and he's like, I'll take a slice of toast. It's nine o'clock. <laughs> um, and I'm like, who comes to a party and just criticises the I party? I know. I mean, uh, this guy is like, I'm like, seriously, where do you find these men, Renee? I'm I know. Like, he's, he's not a great person. Yeah. And he says, um... Uh, yeah, here's to, uh, Richard says, here's to a double victory, to George for getting his job back, and to Annie getting to keep wearing those nasty little skirts, a signature of progress for women, here, here. Ben's like, I've got a question, since we're celebrating you're wearing those itty-bitty little skirts, and Renee's like, Ben! Yeah. He's like, what's the deal? And Annie's like, there is no deal. And, uh, she was like, there is no deal, Ben. A woman is entitled to her own individuality. You do agree with that? And Ben's like, I do. But the only thing that's covering your individuality right now is a napkin. And Richard's like, let's just change the subject, shall we? Which I'm like, also, I mean, I didn't spot what Ali was wearing. It I looked... did later. So at what the very end scene, yeah. uh, the very last shot we see that pans out of the party, yeah. she's wearing... Um, at this point in time, she's wearing like a jacket, like a fleecy jacket and a vest top. <laughs> later, she takes the jacket off, and when they're dancing later at the slow song, she's yeah. wearing a short black skirt and like right. her blue vest top. Because I was like, she, yeah, I, 
I thought she was wearing trousers and I was like, No, she's what? wearing she's wearing a skirt. Um but yeah, I, but I, just I had thought to look out his, for that. His line was like fucking gross. I understand the point of him. I know, and I'm also again, I'm like We've never it, met him before. He's just come here to be an idiot. Yeah, I'm so if I was Renee, I'd be like, Okay, yeah, uh, what? Like Please leave. Please don't yeah, exactly. But she just keeps going, Ben Ben. Yeah. Ben. It's like, no, stop. He's clearly not responding to you just saying his name. Yeah. Like, do something. Well, Richard gets him to change the subject by saying, Ling, tell us why you dress trampy. And I'm like, that's not changing the subject. It's just asking a different woman about her clothes. Yeah, exactly. Um, And Ling just replies, deadpan. It gives me an edge. And Renee's like, what do you mean an edge? And she's like, I work in a manufacturing plant. It's filled with men. I'm their manager. They have to have confidence in me to think I'm smarter than them. And then she goes, the wine is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and Georgia's like trying to get her to continue her explanation by like dressing skimpy. And then goes, engages the penis. There's nothing dumber than the horny toad. <laughs> and Georgia like sniggers. And then Ben and goes... I was like, I was like 90s feminism alert. <laughs> No, completely. <laughs> and then, like, Ben goes, this isn't dinner conversation. And I'm just like, hey, you started it, exactly, dickweed. Exactly, like, exactly. I've got, like, a <laughs> here to him being like, you started it. And <sighs> everyone goes, quiet. Quiet, yeah. Um, and Billy, fucking Billy, I'm like, he says, you know you talk about men being uh, chauvinists. I think women are more prejudiced. And I was like, slow, hand clap, great <laughs> contribution, Billy. Hot take. First time you've spoken at this dinner party and I'm so glad it was worth the wait. Like, and all the women are like, why? Billy says, uh, you assume that when we get aroused, we can't think straight. And Renee goes, it's true. And then Nell goes, well, I don't understand. Men see a knockout babe, assume she's stupid and get turned on. Do men really get aroused by stupidity? And that's when Richard goes, I do. Ling's the exception. Broccoli. And <laughs> well, no, he says, I do. Then Ling, like, blinks in and he goes, oh, Ling's the exception. Broccoli. <laughs> and then, like, Billy goes, this isn't funny. And Ali goes... No, it's not. It's sad. And, and like, all, all the women, women laugh. start laughing. And uh, then... <laughs> this is what I was talking to you last night when I was like, have you seen the... Where have you got up to on the party scene? Because I don't know whether you remember this bit, but this bit... I hadn't like, got to that wow. bit yet. Yeah, so Billy suddenly stands up at the table and goes, you know what? I don't like this conversation and I don't like being lumped into some male Neanderthal group. Maybe I'll start walking around with speedos to get some individuality. Yeah, and Ben like guffaws and claps but he's like the only one. Yeah. Everyone else is like silent. And Ali is like, what did you say? And Billy's like, you heard me. And there's like all this tension. I'm like, who stands up and gets offended at a dinner party? I know. Like, it's mad. And and not only that, like, I was just like, this is so fucking funny because first of all, (laughs) stop acting like a fucking child. I know, he's like a toddler, like, well, you know what? I don't like this conversation and I need my pinky. And secondly, I would have more sympathy with your point if you weren't one of the worst offenders when it comes to drooling like an idiot every time an attractive woman comes near your eyeballs. Like, I'm just like... It is so a case of like me thinks the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> I just—he's an idiot. He's an absolute idiot. And what fucks me off is like he stood there. Everyone's like, 
Oh, fucking hell. Somebody's <laughs> ruined this party. Yeah, it's exactly. And like, and, and Georgia, like, and looks like, at Billy and on. smiles at she him. She, like, pats his arm. Yeah. And I was like, there, like, there. Yeah. And I'm like, he's not a toddler to be placated. If I was Ali or Georgia, I, I'd just be like, you can leave now. Like, you, you can don't go. want to be here. You don't like being yeah. lumped into a group. I, I, yeah. Stop behaving like one and get Yeah, out. I would be like, seriously, you need to go. Uh, you're making a spectacle of yourself. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, I, I really... Why they both are just like, let it let it go and let him behave like that. Well, he kind of sits down and Richard's like, somebody pass something. <laughs> and then Elaine says, you know what I find ironic? We have to dress a certain way to lure a man, but once we get him, he stops us from dressing that way. I'm like, what men are you luring? Like, for God's sake. And then Ali's like, can we just get off clothing Elaine? And Elaine's like, I'm just trying to fill the dead air of a hostile room. And Ali's like, it's not hostile. It's quiet because everybody's loving the damn food. And I'm like, sure. Let me hear John's nose whistle. Yeah. And then George says, may I say something as an outsider? And Ben goes, good luck. And Everyone they all go, quiet. Um, and George says, there's a lot of stuff in this room. It can't be about her skirts. And Ben goes, I find that when the food is served, <laughs> I'm like, you can get the fuck out too, Ben. Well, George, George, ever the diplomat, goes, Ben, this truly would be the time for you to remain silent. George says, mighty sense. What Nell said in that court today, there's enough truth in that to tap into some genuine frustration, if not anger, that working women have. And men, we do get a little sick of being portrayed as testosterone-driven mutts. And I'm like, well, I'd have a word with David E. Kelly if I were you. He's like, he's doing nothing. <laughs> he's done nothing to help that cause. Yeah. Um, and Richard goes, is that your two cents? I'd be looking for change. And then George goes, well, by all means, let's hear your opinion, Richard. And Richard goes, simple. Men and women, friction. And George is like, that's it, friction. And Rich is like, friction, 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 orgasm. Fishism. <laughs> I was like, are we going to dance or not? <laughs> that made me laugh. I enjoyed that. I'm going to make that into a, a, a fishism thing on Twitter. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So then it's a, a new scene. And Ali, it's a bit later. Ali's cutting up a watermelon. Yes. Um, a massive watermelon. Huge. Um, and then Billy comes in. Ugh. And Ali's like, well, you certainly seem a little bothered. Um, Billy's all over like, me? It's like, yeah, getting all hot over that Neanderthal stuff. Since when do you care that men are pigs? And Billy's like, you know what's beginning to bother me, Ali? And Ali's like, what? Like, trying to keep it light. Yeah. Like, she's laughing. She's like, what? And Bailey's like, never mind. And she's like, like, he, he, he goes, never mind. Like, yeah. he's about to storm off. And she's like, oh, come on, what? And he's like, this thing about your skirts, who cares, really? But our whole office basically had to shut down to address it today. Every one of us marched into court, which is okay. And I'm like, doesn't sound like it's okay. <laughs> yeah. He says, well, you were under attack. And we rallied because we like to think of ourselves as a team. And what do you do? You call the judge a pig. You just walk in there as Annie McBeal, forgetting or ignoring that what you do in court reflects on all of us. And tonight, you're so worried people might not have fun. Not that you actually care whether we have fun or not. It's more about your own success as a host. And while he's saying this, Ali's like tearing up. And I'm just like, who does this to the host of a party? I know. So, one... It was Richard's decision to shut down the office. Yeah. That wasn't Ali's she decision. Didn't she didn't want force or that. expect that. No. She was happy that or, they yeah, did. Yeah. But, yeah. but at, at second, this whole, oh, you're, you're forgetting uh, what you do in court reflects on us all. He said this 
kind of thing before about her being promiscuous. Yeah. And now he's saying it again her for shirt. her standing up for herself. And it was bullshit then. It's bullshit now. Yeah. And then, like, thirdly, this whole... He's like, oh, tonight you're so worried about people not having fun. Uh, like, I'm like... When has she made out like she's uber concerned that everyone has fun? Like, she's been pretty... Like, she mentioned it once at the beginning of the episode. To Renee. To Renee. Yeah. That she didn't want but it I to be a that, bad party. That implies that she's said it a few times to people. Like, she's generally But, just but we haven't it. seen that. Yeah. We haven't seen that. So we don't know. But it's not a leap t- too far to be like, but I've I'm mentioned just it. like... But what? even so, I'm like, just and? Like, and so what? Like, yeah. she just, she wants everyone to have a nice time at her party. Like, I don't... The only one that's ruining that right now is you. You. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, you're a... F- oh, I hate him. Yeah, and, and and Ali's, like, really upset, and she's like, you really believe all that? And he says, we're all here too, Ali. Once in a while, it would be nice if life were more than just your party. And I'm like, what a fucking dick. Yeah. Like at that point, I'd be like, if you hate party. it so much, why don't you just fuck Get it? out of my party. I don't want you here. Yeah, I don't want you at my party. It's my party and I'll kick out Billy if I want yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kick out Billy. Yeah. I just, he, and she looks really hurt and I he just she, walks Of course off. she does. Like, he's just like verbally abused her at her own fucking home. I know, I'm just like. Actually, after she's invited him in to have fun. It's like, fuck this guy. Fuck he's it. not your friend. He I know. Just, and I just feel like he went after her. Because yeah. she made, she humiliated him. Yeah. She made a bunch of women laugh at his expense yes. at the dinner table. Yeah. And he's not fucking happy about yeah. it. And this is he's his way. Baby. This is his way of knocking her back down. He's a man baby. He's just terrible human being. Terrible human being. Um, so next uh, kind of scene, Super Freak is playing. I'm glad they've put that back on the, uh, the stereo. Um, Renee is kind of dancing between Richard and John, like, sexily. Elaine is, like, thrusting her boobs. <laughs> um, and, and Billy, like, slut drops Georgia. <laughs> really funny <laughs> and Nell and Ling are, are watching on the sidelines and, and Ling says you work in a weird place you do know this <laughs> and Nell's like I, I do. do and I at like this them. point John is miming singing into his tie I know so <laughs> like the bottom of his tie know, in the microphone so um, and Ling's like oh my god and Nell says Fish has really got it for you um, and Renee's dancing with Richard at this point and Ling's like yes <laughs> and then we see Elaine like as a dance move taking George's pulse like uh, yeah I'm like this is a like, new one <laughs> I killed you with my hot dance moves you know <laughs> anyway n- new scene um, Ali is still prepping the fruit well, salad but she's made like she's well no 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 She's prepping the fruit salad. Okay. We haven't. There's no big reveal yet, Eleanor. I'm waiting for that. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, um, Ali is prepping the fruit salad in the kitchen, and yeah. then Billy comes in again to get a drink <sighs> from the fridge, and he says, "Something tells me I'm the reason you're staying in here." And I'm, I'm like, like, "Well, you think? Yeah. Like, what do you expect?" Um, exactly. Ali says, "Do you expect me to go out and dance after everything you just said?" And I've got a note here that says, "Yes, Ali, go dance. Dance in his face. Dance like the wind." <laughs> Dance like <laughs> Billy is watching and he's sad about sad it. About it. Yeah, exactly. Dance like he's suffering. Dance for real work. Um, yeah. Billy says, Ali, did it mean anything to you that we were all in court today? Did you even really notice? And I'm like, so you're still going on about this? You're such a dick. Ali's like, of course I noticed. And he said, did you say to yourself, wow, they're all here for me. You've been complaining a lot about how you've got no life. 
those people out there, they're in your life. That's something to celebrate. And I'm like, well, maybe she would if you didn't keep, like, fucking shitting on her parade. Yeah. Pissing on her party. Yeah. <laughs> and Ali's like, I adore everyone in that room, Billy. Except for Lynn. She says, except Lynn. And, and Nell, Nell, maybe. And Elaine sometimes, when she bugs me. <laughs> and everyone else. Except Ben and George. I don't really know him. But the others, I love them. And I would never admit this, but I even cherish them. And Billy's like, well, then let's get out of the kitchen. And at this point, Annie sort of finishes off what she's been doing with this watermelon. And she's sort of made some kind of fruit swan. (laughs) It's like the body she's hollowed out of a watermelon. And she's put like like, fruit in it. Yeah. But like she's hung like bunches of bananas out either side to form like wings. And then the kind of a top of a pineapple, the leaves, or like the tail. And then the head, which she just puts on, it's like a banana like with like little cherries for eyes and it's like what kind of weird hokey American housewife book is she getting this from it's so like 80s or 70s like I can't imagine credibly serving that today I think everyone would like just start laughing when you came out with that but it's so dated also nobody wants to eat that much fruit can act the way that he's acted talk the way that he's talked to her and then act like it's no big deal i know it's like abusive. like why aren't you? it's such a mind fuck yeah it's, it's abusive. yeah like it's so like it's what oh, why aren't do. you out there dancing it's what abusers do they make you feel small as hell um sh- like beat you down to your yeah. like most vulnerable moment and then go Oh, come what's on. your problem? Like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? It's and you're, a party and, and you're out just there. like, oh god, yeah, what am I worried about? And it just makes you more and more and more. You you, you can't insecure. trust your own feelings. Exactly. Yeah, oh, it's, he's. He's so manipulative. He's emotionally abusive. Such a horrible person. Then we're back in the living room and everyone's dancing. And yeah. Richard says, You gotta come with me a sec to Ling. I wanna show you my stamp collection. <laughs> and now, like, laughs. Yeah. Um, and they kind of go to one corner of the room and he says, I'm going to be honest here, um, this is kind of uncharted territory for me. Territory? Yeah. He says, I'm going to be honest here, so this is uncharted territory for me, kind of like you being sweet. (laughs) And Ling says, I'm waiting. And Renee then kind of slut drops Ben. I'm like, what is all all this slut dropping? Billy started a trend. And that's when Richard's like, we need another room. (laughs) I can't do this here. So they go into, I think it's Ali's bedroom. Yeah. Um, and Ling says, what are we doing? And Richard says, um, and like slow music has started at in this the point room, yeah. um, in the other room. So um, Richard says, Ling, every time we get to the good night part of the evening, you shift to... And Ling, and Ling is like, I tense up. And Richard's like, yes. And do you know why? And Ling's like, I'm afraid you'll try to kiss me. And he's like, ah, you, you don't have my problem with <laughs> And he says, you don't want to kiss me? And she's like, actually, I do. My problem is... I attach too much importance to the first kiss. If it isn't right, even perfect, it's all ruined. ruined. And I'm like, like, ruined? And she says, would you like to try? And Richard's like, maybe if you put a little more pressure on me. <laughs> like, sure. Um, uh, and Ling's like, I knew you weren't ready. And Richard's like, I am ready, but maybe you could guide me. Yeah. And then kind of moves him against the bed frame. And she yeah. says, touch your head. Worst thing would be for our nose. 
pulls back and goes you sure already? already and he's like no and he, uh, Ling's like maybe we should wait and he's like no and she's like you may think you've been kissed before Richard Fish you haven't been and then she kisses him yeah. like really slowly sensuously yeah um, it's, it's not a bad kiss no, no from not an observer's point of view not at all um, and then Richard is basically left like open mouth like, like he looks like he's been through something <laughs> something <laughs> intense yeah and then she says, you were wonderful, um, and leaves. Back in the lounge, Ali and Georgia are hogging the light bulb, singing into the light bulb at the song that started when Richard and Ling were slow song. It's a Gladys Knight song called uh, Neither One of Us. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're playing the part of Gladys, and then we've got Ben, John, Billy, and George being the pips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Elaine and Renee are watching, like, dumbfounded. Yeah. Elaine's got, like, a cup of coffee or tea or yeah. something. And she says to Renee, have you got a video camera? Um, and Renee's like, I, I wish. wish. <laughs> and Elaine's like, my friends Mary and Patty sing it worse. And Renee's like, than this? <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, yeah. of course, because they're like the best singers yeah. in the room. And then like Ling comes in and sits by Nell, who's also watching the singing. And Ling goes, are there drugs here I don't know about? <laughs> and Nell's like, like, I don't think so. And then she says, did you kiss him? And Ling's like, oh yeah, he's still in recovery. And then it cuts to Richard Richard. standing like dumbfounded in the bedroom where Ling left him. (laughs) (laughs) And then it cuts to the kitchen where Renee is like bringing dishes in. And Ali comes up going, oh, go out and dance, Renee. We can do this later. And Renee's like, oh, I'm just getting them to the sink. And then she says, Ali, it's official. We give good party. And then George carries a dish through. Um, And then uh, uh, Renee's Renee's like, you don't do that. that, Yeah. Yeah. And George is like, it's easier than being a pip. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) And then to Ali, he says, you clearly studied voice. And Ali's like, I I did. did. (laughs) (laughs) He says, so are you having a good time? And he's like, I am. You've got a good bunch of friends. And Ali's like, I know, they're the best. And then she's like, and Elaine. Yeah, she's, she's great. And George's like, great, yeah, yeah really great. Um, mm. And then Ali's like, I mean, she just, uh, listen, I apologise for putting my short skirt before your face. And then she goes, case, <laughs> case. And George is like, you won your case, don't forget. Um, yeah. And as they're talking, we can hear, war, what is it good for? Starting in the yeah. next room. <laughs> And, and Ali's like, yeah, I won my case. And she's, like, staring at George. Yeah. And then she, like, goes back to the dishes. Mm. And it's like, that Elaine. She's, like, keeps bringing it back yeah. to Elaine. George's like, yeah. And those condoms. And um, and Ali's like, and those little slogans are so great. And while she's doing the washing up, she kind of gets some Somehow gets bubbles on, on her, her face. Cheeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and George is like, yeah, great. And he wipes the suds off her, like, it's by her mouth. Yeah. And he's, like, wiping it off. And she's like, yeah, so great. And then she says, well, should we hit the floor? And George is like, excuse me. And she's like, dance floor. And George is like, yeah, let's dance. And he leaves. But Ali's just like touches her face with a cloth to wipe up. There is sexual tension galore. I know, I know. And bless Ali, to her credit, she keeps trying to bring it back to Elaine. Elaine. Yeah. But 
There's no denying. There is no denying the tension. Um, so in the other room, Richard, Ben, and John are singing. Whoa! Ali comes in and turns off the music. Can I just say like, she's been a good host thus far, fruit bowl notwithstanding. <laughs> No good host switches off a track when, when everyone everyone's is enjoying, enjoying it. Yeah, just because they don't want it. Yeah, that's I'm just like, that bad shit, host 101. That shit fucks me off so much. Yeah, like no, this isn't the fun I want us to have. Switch. Like everyone like, was okay. Actually, to be fair, only Ben, John, and Richard were up and like dancing. The rest of them was all sat down. Yeah, but they were, the rest of them were sat down watching. And laughing. And laughing. Like, I had no, there was no... Like, she could have just let that track play out and then gone to the next song. Exactly, but I was just like, what are you doing? But yeah, Richard's like, come on! And Ali's like, there has to be limits. Let's just dance normal for a while without the light bulb. And I'm like, who made you the light bulb, I know, I'm just like, everyone was having fun. I know. Like, and because you don't, I don't know, like this song or... I don't know. It was like, weird. It's very strange. But she switches on Someday We'll Be Together by the Supremes, which is a great track. Yeah. So, fine. Um, and, and at that point, and it's like a slower song, so Nell goes to John and says, oh, come on, John, I can keep up with this one. Georgia goes up to Billy and says, how's your dance card? And Billy's like, one left. Yeah. Elaine goes up to George and whispers, this has to be our song. And George goes, has to be. Yeah. <laughs> and they go to dance. And then Ben goes to Ali, Renee won't have me. <laughs> Renee's like, fuck you. And Ali's like, well, then it's me, babe. And uh, Renee's watching. With um, her wine. Yeah. She's like drinking her wine and like stalking the room. Yeah. And Nell and John are dancing. And Nell's sort of talking to him saying, so do you always plan to covet me from afar? And John's like, I just think it's safer, don't you? And Nell's like, I do. And I'm like, oh, poor John. I know. He's so Always scared, the bridesmaid, never he? the bride. I know, but Nell's like being like, I'm right here, I'm ready to rock when you're ready. Like, he's and never he's had just, that much woman. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And he's intimidated. Yeah. Um, but then it comes to Elaine and George dancing and their conversation, Elaine's kind of just incredulous about Ali she says this party just puts her in a whole new light and George is like Ali and Elaine's like yeah it'd be weird associating her with fun <laughs> and then Ali and Ben are dancing and, and Ben's she's dancing like, quite like sexily with him yeah like, which I was just like yeah you let men I mean and you're not the only woman in the show that does this but you let men off the hook so much yeah because after the shit that men. happened... They don't know yeah, any better. Yeah, but after the shit that happened at the dinner table... I know. The kind of things Ben was saying to her... He would have been gone that was me... I mean, he would have been gone opening early doors when he was like, where the fuck is my dinner? I'd yeah. be like, fine, yeah, leave if you want to go yeah. get McDonald's. Yeah, like. I just was like, um... Why are you dancing with this guy? Uh, let alone like sexily. Like I'm just maybe like, she's just drunk. Uh, I don't know. And Ben's like, is this a dance? Where are we going somewhere? And uh, Ali's just like, just a dance, big guy. Yeah. Um. So then we see we kind of close out on Elaine and George dancing, and George kind of looks at Ali over Elaine's shoulder mm. as she is looking at him from over Ben's shoulder. Mm. Um. And it basically just fades to black. There. Yeah. They're just. They're staring at each other, like, George is, like, longingly looking at Ali. And Ali's like... 
longing oh, yeah. yeah and uh, but uh, the, also like, like I feel sorry for George because he clearly doesn't feel good so about say, the feelings that he's feeling I feel sorry to him up to a point I feel sorry for him because it's shit to be in that situation but he's not doing anything good about it yeah if he's feel if he's got feelings for someone else like he needs to stop whatever he is with doing with Elaine exactly yeah and he's not doing that no but he's also not avoiding Annie either either yeah I'm like he's not yeah. handling it so that's well, where my sympathy kind yes. of stops no I think that's fair I um, think that's fair but yeah 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 no it's um and yeah my last note is uh the dancing continues when A walks around the outskirts of the room like a widow <laughs> Fine. Um, if her option was dancing with Ben or no one, I think I would have taken no one as well. That's true, that's very true. Um, but I do sort of feel sorry for uh, Renee at the moment. Like, with these new two new characters coming in... She's pushed out quite a bit more. Yeah, we've not yeah. seen a lot of her. No. I think this is where we start to see her relegated more and more to, like, just the back the sidelines, yeah. And then, you know, she disappears. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting, like, I didn't know it at the time, but when uh, we had that um, scene with Ling kissing Richard. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's a great example of the whole kind of, like, oh, mysterious oriental mysterious who who has, girl. like, you know, sexual skills that are unknown in the West. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that, she just kissed him. She like, just kissed him. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You know, I think that kind of that stereotype being played out yeah. here, like, I think that's a good example of that yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to note that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, poor Richard. <laughs> you never knew what hit him. <laughs> Retrial. Retrial. George Madison versus La Femme magazine. Yeah. Who do you find... Well, yeah, I mean, unless you can prove that his religious beliefs are influencing his work and the decisions that he makes in his job, yeah, like, in a problematic way, yeah, then firing him simply because of his faith is, is like, it's not really justifiable. No, I agree. No. I don't think you can fire him unless no. there's something you can say... Uh, Unless you can point to something and be like, oh, look, he's he's really putting a pro-life spin on this thing yeah. or, or he's being... You know what I Misogynist mean? Misogynist. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. you can come up with examples of why his decisions and his work is incompatible with, with, the, with magazine the magazine's or. ideology, then, yeah, you, you don't have a leg to stand on. No. Yeah. Um, so, I agree... Verdict of the week. The jury's back. <sighs> so I've kind of gone with finding Billy Alley and Georgia guilty. Back. <laughs> yeah. Back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just that that toxic dynamic where Billy misbehaves. Yeah. Like he throws this fucking terrible temper tantrum at the dinner table and and Ali and Georgia fucking pandering to him yeah. when he so badly behaved. Yeah. Like, Ali just completely swallowed his bullshit yet again. And Georgia fucking smiled at him when he had that and was like, oh, honey. Oh, baby. Yeah. It's okay. Sit down. Yeah. Have a binky. Like, and 
they both should have just told him to go home. Like, you don't get to be a fuck... Like, you don't get to be fucking horrendous to the host of the party you're attending, completely ruin the mood, and then stay there and act like it's no biggie. And, and then, then abuse the host and later. Then, yeah, and then, like, not feel like you need to apologise for yeah. anything that you've done. Like, and be like, I was a good friend because I told her some truths. And yeah. I'm like, no. I'm like, get out until you learn how to behave. Yeah. Like, and, and it, it annoys me that Georgia and Ali let him get away with this shit. I agree. Um, I am giving Nell a not guilty because yeah. I think it's high time we give Nell a not guilty. I've given her a not guilty. Oh. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm giving her another one. Um, I gave her a not guilty, I think, the first time she arrived. Okay, good. I'm glad. Well, she's got another one to add to her collection. Um, Because for that kick-ass speech... I know. And for being... Defending Ali... Yeah, I know. Well, um, it was so good. Yeah, it Um, was wonderful. So, I think, you know, well done, Nell, and... Because I did cheer when he was like... When she's... When you see that she's changed the judge's mind, mind and yeah. perspective on his well, he own. Well, he seemed um, ashamed, ashamed yeah. after she said, he was like, she's got a point and I shouldn't have... I should have known better. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say that because I think his ego is too big. But no, like, but I he, think he seems a lot of judges, a lot of judges just would have been like, nah, like yeah. not, not willing yeah. to be told that I'm wrong here. But good for him yeah. for doing that. But yeah. Um, well done, Nell. Not yes. guilty. Not guilty. Good. Ding. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. Season two. Season two. What a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We're really. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. I think a season two is. Uh, it's just interesting how it's not been what I remembered. Yeah. It's annoying me more than I thought it would. Yeah, because I thought, you know, season two and three, in my memory, that I'm like, well, that's when the show hit stride. Whereas now I'm like, this is where it went off the rails. (laughs) The wheels have come loose. (laughs) David E. Kelly has forgotten what the fuck he's even doing. I I mean, yeah, I think there's... uh, I'm hoping it'll get back on track. Like, surely it must do if we were all like, oh, season two and three are the best ones. Yeah, like, that can't have been... Were we just brainwashed? <laughs> Were we just stupid? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Were we but just that dumb? was like the general consensus that season yeah. two and three are good. But then I, I think, I wonder if that's because everyone remembers watching it in the 90s when we didn't know any better. Yeah. And now if you look back at it, it's just going to be interesting to explore whether I, yeah. that holds up. I think the thing that irritates me most is the writing of the women. Yeah. And the chain putting things having the women uh, or certain women say things that do not feel in line with their character that has been established in in season season one yeah and we've got no yeah i i just find that that is really uh frustrating and annoying and oh just boring to watch like when when he does that yeah but i'm hoping as as sort of the episodes go on and, and Nell and Ling become less of like the new girls. Yeah. 
like maybe it, that will calm down a little bit and yeah, so it won't I'm be so irritating so. yeah uh, that that's my hope that's my hope yeah right we'll have to wait and see though so yeah. let us know what you think of this episode and how mm. much you enjoyed it or not enjoyed it as the case may be uh we are on twitter at bygones podcast we're on facebook search for bygones podcast we are on instagram at bygones pod and you can email <laughs> us at bygones podcast at gmail.com <laughs> Bye, Gons!